Doug Tyrrell History and Comment is available on iTunes. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Tyrrell. This is History and Comment for Thursday, the 1st of February, 2024. While we're not out of the woods as far as winter goes, we have turned a corner. Here in southern Indiana, we tend to get some thawing when the sun shines in February. This year, we do not have much to thaw out. There was a claim that central Indiana had more cloudy days in January than any other year in the last 25. England gets another king on this day. Again, another subject I'm a bit tired of. But it begs the question, who was the first king of England? That title is given to Athelstan, who ruled from the year 927. His grandfather had been king of Wessex, his father king of Anglo-Saxons, but Athelstan was the first to rule what we know today as England, a far larger territory than the earlier two. France declares war on England in 1793. The history of Texas is a colorful story. They certainly have an independent streak and have exerted their independence a couple of times. On this day in 1861, they secede from the United States and join the Confederacy a week later. Texas is the only portion of the continental U.S. that has previously been an independent country. Hawaii also holds a similar position. While there are a few rumblings of regions breaking away from their current state and forming a new one or realigning, it's doubtful that anything will ever come of them. With the current crisis on the border and pushback from the more liberal states that think Texas should just put up with it, be wary. There is a lot to the phrase, don't mess with Texas. I like the three Chicago television shows, but with the new season just a couple of weeks old, they are salting the plots with opinion. Last week, they made a point of imported immigrants. This week, the comment that there is no such thing as an illegal person. That, folks, is yellow journalism. No one is saying the people are illegal, not in the least, but they have no basis to just walk across the border and make a claim. There are a number of news stories of how many Chinese are vacationing in Mexico and jumping the border. Maybe it's a legitimate desire for a better life in America. Maybe the motherland does not want to let them immigrate to the West in a legal manner. Or maybe the Chicoms are wanting to send in some folks to poke around. Fifty years ago, any Russian wanting to walk in here would have gotten a thorough look. It's just prudent national security. The day before Congress passed the 13th Amendment, on this day in 1865, President Lincoln signs it. It will take until December before the necessary states ratify it. The first volume of the Oxford English Dictionary is published in 1884. It covers A to Ant. We often forget or never knew that Thomas Edison was the founder of the motion picture industry. Actually, he wanted to have a monopoly, but that did not work. In 1893, he finishes the first studio to film motion pictures. It's located in New Jersey. George Beverly Shea is born in 1909. He was a preacher's kid with an amazing deep baritone voice. He will be making waves in the Christian recording circles, before he took a job with WMBI in Chicago, the radio station of the Moody Bible Institute. In 1942, he begins his association with Billy Graham. At the time, Graham had a 45-minute radio program that was not doing well. 
Shea singing turned the program around in a couple of weeks. The pair will remain together until Shea passed away at the age of 104, and he is buried at the Billy Graham Library near Graham and music director Cliff Barrows. It has taken seven weeks, but the U.S. conducts the first offensive action against the Japanese in 1942. On the same day, the CHICOM leader Mao Zedong introduces his ideas of reforms in learning the party and literature, basically a major propaganda campaign to sell his socialist ideas. And like all socialists, if you can't get your ideas passed, then use more force. Estimates range from 40 to 80 million victims due to starvation, persecution, prison labor, and mass executions. Guitarist and songwriter Mike Campbell is 74 today. He was a fixture behind Tom Petty in The Heartbreakers and co-wrote a few of the band's hits. In the Civil Rights Movement, the first lunch counter sit-in takes place in Greensboro, North Carolina. The year is 1960. The Beatles top the Hot 100 for the first time in 1964. The song is I Want to Hold Your Hand. It will spend seven weeks in the top spot, then be followed by 19 more, putting the Beatles at the forefront on the list of the most number ones. If you're one of those folks the railroad industry calls a foamer, you may already know that on this day in 1968, the New York Central and the Pennsylvania Railroad merged to form the Penn Central. The merger was a disaster from the get-go. Different corporate cultures and too much duplicate track doomed the new company. Federal regulations in place at the time did little to help. Every town of any size had a rail connection, and most did not generate enough carloads to justify the cost of maintenance. Both companies were in derelict conditions. Railroads have always had a tendency to emerge, and the failure of the major eastern roads put the process in high gear. The bureaucracy and shedding of branch lines shifted a lot of loads to the trucks and highways. Railroads are also a case study in bad unions and arcane rules. It is not uncommon for a train movement in that period, and to an extent still today, to involve four or five different unions, often with competing priorities. When Washington still had through trains and crews changed here, it was not uncommon for a train departing St. Louis to require two crews or more than 12 hours to travel the 160 miles, which can be driven in a car or truck in a bit over three. Today, we're down to four major railroads in the U.S., two in the West, and two in the East. Industry watchers wonder when we will get down to just two. There was a discussion on a YouTube video that made the case for a single federalized railroad. It made some good points, but the government already is mucking up too much and does not need another industry. With the Shah of Iran in exile and the tide of politics turning, along with masses of young people convinced that returning to the 7th century was a good idea, the Ayatollah Ruola Khomeini returns in triumph to Tehran in 1979. The U.S. Embassy will be overrun shortly, and a 45-year struggle with the U.S. and Israel is launched. The whole affair is at the very core of Middle Eastern troubles and today's news. The U.S. space program has had a few tragedies. The Apollo 1 fire, the space shuttle Challenger, and on this day in 2003, the space shuttle Columbia breaks up on re-entry. 
The re-entry phase was and remains maybe the most critical three minutes of any space flight. There are a few things that NASA does not often talk about. They had run the numbers and the safety of the shuttle program was a couple of orders of magnitude better than expected. The National Weather Service begins using the enhanced Fujita scale to rate tornadoes in 2007. Both the old and new scales have six levels, 0 to 5. On the older scale, the wind speed at each level is higher. For example, AF5 is 261 miles per hour or greater, while an EF5 is just 200. What did we say a few weeks back about soccer fans? 12 years ago, 74 spectators are killed and over 500 injured in clashes between fans of two Egyptian football teams. This is not a collective number, but one especially rowdy game. That's history and comment for the first day of February. I'm Doug Tyrrell. Now, go do something worth remembering.